Welcome to Moments with Marilyn. I'm your host, Marilyn Boyer, the mom of 14 homeschool kids who love the Lord and love each other. I absolutely love young moms, and it's my passion to share with you tips and tools to make your journey easier. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're going to be talking about preparing your kids for life's difficult situations. Before we get started, let me remind you, you can access our podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you choose, as well as our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. Okay, let's dig right in. Today I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to walk you through using materials that I prepared for my kids that are now available for you to use with your kids to kind of show you what I mean by how to prepare your kids for life situations, life's difficult situations. Kids of Character Bible Study teaches 45 character qualities that everyone needs to know. Alertness, attentiveness, availability, boldness, compassion, contentment, courage, meekness, obedience, respectfulness, self-control. There's 45 of them. I won't go through them all. And the way it's set up, we give the kids a simple definition for each one. For instance, deference is to hold others in esteem and give them first choice. Now, naturally, we're selfish. We want the best for ourselves. This is to teach your kids how to put others first and not want the best for yourselves. We teach them the verse, Philippians 2.3, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. That's what we're trying to teach them through this. So we give them some simple scriptures. I went to the scripture and I looked up what scriptures dealt with this. I give them the reference and they answer short answer questions. How are we to treat others? When we do this, what quality are we demonstrating? Another verse, Proverbs 11.25, liberal in this verse means generous. What will be the outcome for one who chooses to be generous? 1 Peter 5.5, 5, indeed, all of you should defer to one another and wear the overalls of humility in serving one another. Or KJV says, be clothed with humility. This verse implies that we must take the initiative to put on humility and defer to one another. It doesn't just happen. We must purposely choose to exercise humility. The questions, what is our duty to other people? And what is our part in being sure this happens? You know, this is everyday life stuff. This is stuff kids need to know. Now, to help them learn this, my husband and I devised a little game. And we would play this with our kids. They thought it was a game, but it was actually character training. We we noticed that there were certain, certain temptations that our kids faced again and again, and they were kind of unsure how to handle this. For instance, what first brought us to attention, one of our sons would go to a friend's house to play, and the friend would say, hey, Rick, come watch this TV program. My parents think it's okay, and I like it. Your parents won't mind. And we would say to him, what should you do? Because he was, he did, he was in a quandary, you know, should I be rude? Should I say, no, I really don't know if my parents want me to do this. What should I do? And what you would want your kids to do may be totally different than what we want our kids to do. But the purpose of this was to help husband and wife in advance decide how your kids should handle that situation and then train them to do that. And we would do that playing this game. 
so that when that situation occurred again, they knew the correct answer. Now, I'm not saying they always chose right, but it helped them. It was a guideline helping them to do the right thing. And our kids have said that this helped them so many times. It was preparing them for situations of temptation that we knew that they were bound to face. So for each of those 45 character qualities, we give what we call ifs. We play the game ifs. Your family's having friends over for the evening. You were planning on playing Bible trivia, but their kids want to draw pictures. What should you do? Remember, this is deference. We're trying to show deference to others. Number two, you're taking your sister out to lunch for her birthday. Where should you take her? Three, you've been planning to go fishing all week on Saturday. Your little sister's been sick all week. And on Saturday, she really wanted to go to the museum. What should you do? These are ifs in teaching your kids deference. So for each one of these character qualities, the 45, we've prepared ifs to teach your kids how to put that character quality in action. Now, we also have written a book called Portraits of Integrity. It has the same 45 character qualities in it. And for each one of those character qualities, there is a story of a real person in history who demonstrated that quality in their life. And wow, if your kids are too little to read, you read it to them at family devotions. If they're older and they want to read it on their own, you may do that. There's also questions at the end of each chapter to help apply what they're learning. Let me give you a case in point. One of the qualities that we do, that we teach the kids, is forgiveness. Forgiveness is picturing how Jesus died on the cross for my sins so that God's love can flow through me to others who have wronged me. The verse is forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. The questions in the book are, must we always forgive those who wrong us? Why must we do this? They're finding this, the answer from scripture. Matthew 18, 21, Peter asked Jesus how often he should forgive his brother. What was Jesus' answer? Luke 7, 37, Luke 6, 37, what must we do to be forgiven? Matthew 6, 12, what does the Lord's prayer tell us concerning forgiveness? And then we've got if questions to go with that. But we also have the story in Portraits for Integrity that illustrates forgiveness. And let me tell you about that story briefly. We use a man called Jake DeShazer to illustrate forgiveness. And just let me say again, for each one of these character qualities, we have a real-life person from history who illustrated this in a powerful way that your kids will not forget. So here's a man, Jake DeShazer. He was peeling potatoes. He was in um, the Army. He was peeling potatoes when he heard about the attack on Pearl Harbor. He got so mad, he took a potato and threw it against the wall. And he got very angry at the Japanese. He said, I want to pay them back. You know, I want to go in and kill as many Japanese people as I can. So he was in the Army. He was asked to do certain special duty, which he agreed to. He ended up being one of Doolittle Raiders, and that was Jimmy Doolittle. They had um, a plane squad that sent planes to bomb Japan. He was chosen to do that. 
The plan was they were to bomb Japan and then they were to land in China. They got detected a little too soon. They had to leave sooner than they planned. So consequently, they ran out of gas before they were able to land in China. So they crash landed. They were in China, but they were Japanese occupied China. He was captured by the Japanese. He was taken to prison for three and a half years. He was tortured. He had very little to eat. But during the end, toward the end of that time, one of the guards brought them in four books. One of them was the Bible. He read the Bible there in his prison cell. He became a Christian. There was also another fellow prisoner who had died from starvation, and he had watched him die and seen the peace that he had. He was a Christian. So that influenced Jake too. But Jake got saved there in his prison cell. At the end of the war, which it was close to the end of the war then, he came back to the States, went to Bible college, and then he went back to the land of Japan, and he shared the gospel with those prison guards, with as many Japanese as he could. But the story doesn't end there. He wrote a track called, I Was a Prisoner of the Japanese. One of the men who got a hold of that track was Mitsuo Fuchida. He is the man that led the raid on Pearl Harbor. He read the track through other things that God happened, had happened in his life. He also became a Christian. He sought out Jake DeShazer, and both of those men went around the country of Japan together sharing the gospel. It's an amazing story. They went around the country of Japan. They shared with thousands of Japanese. Thousands of Japanese people were saved because of the testimony of these two men. He is our example of forgiveness. He forgave the prison guards who tortured him. He forgave the Japanese. Although he had strong hatred and bitterness in his heart initially, he, through the love of God, forgave the Japanese. And because one man forgave his enemies. Thousands of Japanese people were saved and the gospel was spread through the land of Japan. Now that is amazing. You know, your kids will not forget stories like that. If he can forgive people that tortured him, surely your kids can forgive their brother for knocking over their Legos. I mean, it just puts it in proper perspective. So for each one of those character qualities, we have a story like that that illustrates that character quality in a way your kids will never forget. It helps them to see how this works in real life. Instead of just information, yes, they need to learn the verse. Yes, they need to see what scripture says. But then it helps to see how someone else has put that into practice. And then you can help them in times of temptation to put it into practice in their life. And ifs is one of those things those things that you can do, one of the ways that you can help your kids to do that. Our kids would have other families over and they would want to play the ifs game with other families. They loved it. They really enjoyed doing that. So your handout for this week is the ifs game. I have little cards that you can cut apart and you can do these ifs with your family. Let me share a few. It, it's all character coded, like gentleness. Your little brother accidentally knocked over your block castle. What should you do? 
Now you can help your child, you can guide them, you know that's going to happen or something along those lines is going to happen. What should they do? Your baby sister grabbed your Bible and tore several pages out while you were out of the room. What should you do? This is for forgiveness. Generosity. You hear of a family who has a little girl with leukemia. It's Christmas time and they're so busy taking care of their little girl, they haven't thought about Christmas shopping. What can you do? Let me just say, when we, our son had leukemia, during Christmas time, our doctor's office, wonderful people, called up and asked my kids' names and ages, whether they were you know, girls, boys, what kinds of things they liked. And they brought a horse trailer loaded with presents to my house at Christmas time. Josh got out of the hospital, I think it was the day before Christmas, or Christmas Eve day. So I had been in the hospital with them. I hadn't had time to do shopping. But they brought a horse, car, a horse trailer full of presents with my kids' names on it. I mean, it was a wonderful Christmas. It was a wonderful thing to do. You know, that's pouring into others. That's what we can teach our kids to do. Gratefulness. You were planning on a family picnic at the lake. When you wake up, it's raining. What should you do? Another one, discernment. You are outside shooting baskets when one of the big boys in the neighborhood comes over and starts praising your basketball skills. Then he asks if he can borrow your dad's new riding lawnmower. What should you do? Diligence. It's Monday morning. You know dusting is the chore for Monday. What should you do? Dependability. Mom had to take your brother to the dentist. She told you to remember to turn the oven on at 4 o'clock so that dinner would be ready on time. You're afraid you'll forget. What should you do? This is just simple stuff, you know, but it, it prepares your kids in advance. And that's part of our job as parents, a very important part, is training our kids how to handle what's going on in their heart, how to base it on scripture, and how to make the right decision when these everyday things of life occur. So that is your handout. You'll find it in the show notes. You can print this out. You can cut it into little cards. You can go over all these ifs with your kids. And if it would be helpful, on our website, you can purchase the whole Kids of Character set, which includes the book, Kids of Character workbook, the Portraits of Integrity with History Stories, and a set of flashcards with all the character qualities, all 45 qualities, simple kid-friendly definitions for each one, and a Bible verse for your kids to learn. You know, it's part of the program. Just learning a Bible verse isn't going to change your kids. You have to teach them how to apply it, and that's what this is designed to do. It's, you've got to have the information in your head first. That's the first step. But then you've got to learn how to use that information God says we need to learn, like God's thoughts are not our thoughts. My thoughts are higher than yours, says the Lord. It's in Isaiah. So we need to learn to teach our kids to exchange our thoughts for God's thoughts. How to take the scriptures and apply it practically to help with those everyday decisions. Now you can do these, do little cards for your own kids. You know, their temptations may be totally different than my kids' temptations. And I know... In this day and age with coronavirus and the internet and, and things like that, there's a whole bunch of things that my kids didn't have temptations back in when I was raising them. So you might want to add 
some things for your kids. That's the whole point of it. You know, you evaluate. You and your husband get together. You evaluate what things are my kids tempted to do. What do I want them to do when another child asks them to do this? It helps you to work through what you what your what you believe the biblical response to life's difficulties are and then you're teaching that to your kids you're training that to your kids you're teaching them before the temptation happens so when that time of temptation happens they are prepared in advance that's our job as parents so that's that's why i wanted to take you through this today i know it's a little bit different today but i wanted to show you how we designed the materials to be practical, to help you help your kids to put on the good qualities in God's word and to put off the bad qualities. Let me just give you one more in closing. Gratefulness, realizing God has given me all I need and being appreciative to God and others. Giving thanks. Okay, we use this as a guide for our kids. Giving thanks when? Always. For what? for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're to give thanks always for all things. That's so hard to do, but we need to learn to do that. And you know what? We as parents are learning when we're teaching our kids. We're not perfect. We don't do all these things perfectly. But when we're training our kids, we're training ourselves too. We are training ourselves in truth. God's word is truth. God's word has the answers. We need to train ourselves to speak the truth to ourselves and then to act on that truth. That's what the Christian life's all about. What things are we to be thankful for? How often should we give thanks? Here's fill in the blanks of Philippians 4, 6. I love that verse. When we pray to God, we may ask him for things, but what should we include with our requests? Thanksgiving. For what should we give thanks? 1 Thessalonians 5.18, for what are we to be thankful and why? You are planning a family picnic at the lake. When you wake up, it's raining. What should you do? Mom's been working in the kitchen all afternoon to fix a nice dinner. What should you remember to do? You win a gold cup at your piano recital this year. Everyone is congratulating you. Remembering that Dad has paid for your lessons and Mom has taken her time to take you each week to lessons, what should you do? So this is practical stuff. I hope you found it helpful. We might do another thing like this sometime in the future to help you with one of our other curriculums. But the curriculums that we wrote, we wrote for our own kids. Why? Because we saw sin in their lives. And we wanted to help them deal with the sin in their heart, to dwell on the truth of God, and to use God's truth to change the patterns of sin in their life. That's what it's all about. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time.